morning, everyone. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. We are so excited to be back after Pesach. I hope you had a great Pesach. And we are back with a whole bunch of shows coming up, coming your way. For those of you who are tuning in for the very first time, I'm Naomi Nachman, and I'm about all the food, all the time. I love food. I love shopping for it, cooking it, eating it, anything food-related. I'm a kosher personal chef. My business is called the Aussie Gamay. I give cooking classes. I run copper cooking competitions, and I even wrote two cookbooks. Ah, saying that in front of Susie is like so humbling. <laughs> um, I love to travel, and I love hearing hearing about your traveling and recipes. So uh, email me, Naomi, at nachamsegel.com. Thank, thank all of you who do email me. I really appreciate it. Um, and I, I love hearing about everybody's trips and travels and food, and it inspires me. Hopefully, I can bring some inspiration to you right here every Friday morning on Table for Two. Um, I just had an unbelievable Pesach program. The Ruchnius on this program was unbelievable. It's nothing like I've ever experienced before. Um, the friendships that I have made, I have like literally a whole new set of WhatsApp chats going on. I never mind adding to my WhatsApp chats because I'm like a chatty person. Um, and since voice notes came on, that's even better because I don't have to type anymore. I can still stay uh, out of uh, stay in touch with everyone. But I had just the most incredible experience in this warm environment, hospitable environment. I just, I just cannot say enough to the programming that they had there. Um, a big, big shout out to all the people that helped me with my demos. We had so many demos. Every demo had like 40, 50 people, which was amazing. Um, I loved it. It was just amazing. And we, we had a great time. And all the people that tore themselves away from bingo to come to my cooking class, I'm, I'm very touched because bingo is a very big part of this program. It's a whole new culture. I thought you had to be like 60 or 70 and older to play bingo, but we played so much bingo and there was such a cult there of bingo. It was amazing. I, I loved it. It was a fabulous experience. Okay, so a big shout out. I just want to say um, thank you to uh, the Gross and Schechter families, to Naomi and Mark. And to um, uh, Sh- um, Shari and Ricky Schachter, who uh, were the hosts of Gross and Schachter, um, uh, Chef Richie, uh, Oren, um, Dovsi, uh, my Baltimore crew. I couldn't do it Pesach without you guys. And of course, um, Rabbi Kamensky, uh, Leo, uh, Gabriel Geller, um, Yehuda, our amazing photographer photographer and I already gave Bingo a shout out but now I have to go give Bingo Joe a shout out uh, and Andrew from the dining room everyone just you made Pesach incredible and you know now Pesach is over we are steaming ahead towards Shavuot with a whole bunch of great shows lots of dairy shows lots of fun going on right here on the Nachum Siegel Network um, so we look forward to uh, the next spring season the next part of the spring season in the studio that this morning is the Formidable Susie Fishbein uh, joining us. Um, I'm very excited to have Susie on the show. You know, I, I always joke around, I'm like, Susie Fishbein's my boss. <laughs> like, um, And we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, and then I have uh, Seth Warshaw, owner and executive chef of ETC, our steakhouse in Teaneck. So he's joining us as well. And then we're going to do a very special challah demo as it's um, Schlissel challah week coming up. I have Naomi Elberg on the show. So what a lineup. Sit back. Relax. Shabbos is late. Watch up. Listen up. We have our our camera on today, so we're going to just talk our way through this amazing show today. So, as you can see, I'm like very hyper. <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's been like three or four weeks since I've recorded last. So, um, hi Susie, welcome back. Thank you. Great to be here. Okay, how was your Pesach? Beautiful. Yeah, nice. Beautiful. You're nice and suntanned. You were somewhere warm. Florida treated me well. Okay, Baruch Hashem. Oh, they, great, great. So, Susie, you've been, you've done so much. Everybody, thank God, on planet Earth knows who you are and probably owns your books. Do you know how many you've sold altogether? Uh, uh, over half a million copies. Half a million. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's unreal. A big number. It's a big number. It's it's like unbelievable. Wow. Yeah, I I'm it's, like it's mind blowing. It really is because no one can touch that anymore. It's, you know, you are the pioneer. It's always nice to be the pioneer. Thank you. So you revolutionized kosher cooking for, for and restaurants. All that came from wanting better food, right? Do you, Seth is going to. We all kind of came together at, this, at the right time, you know, right place, right time. It was like the audience was poised for it and just grabbed on. 
Amazing, amazing. Well, we're very glad Arts Girl found you. It's a, it's. I'm, I know everybody knows the story. You've, you've said it many times how you and uh, Tuvia's from Monsi, yes. right? So you uh, made the shidduch between me and Arts Girl. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, Arts He was Girl. mad that I was looking to do, I was going to be doing a cookbook for Grand Central Terminal. And he said, you shouldn't be doing a cookbook for the for, for the Goyim. He said, you should be working for, for a kosher, you know, to do a kosher cookbook again. So he got me an interview with Arts Girl. And, and you know, We've never looked back. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. You know, I was discussing with um, Mrs. Eisner the first books. She's our art school editor who edited my books. Um, most of your books. Amazing eye to detail. Um, isn't it amazing? So we're looking at some of like what goes out now and what your first book looked like. Like right. small pictures, not a lot of them. Right. Yeah. And now it's a whole different. You can't do. You cannot do a recipe without without a photo. It's it's just not done. It's just right. My kids can't cook without a picture. My married kids. It, <laughs> it's true because everyone's so visual now because of the internet. But in the beginning, like if you had you know twenty pictures in a book, that was huge. Right. You know, and then the publishers would help choose which photos it was. Now, like they like bring us your pictures. Right. Okay. Nice. It's nice to see that change. Okay, Susie. We're here for a special reason besides talking about your books. Um, you, you're doing a lot of traveling. I do. And you're doing a lot of camp stuff. And, and we're going to talk to Seth about camp too. Yes. All right. So, so take as the far lead. as traveling, I'm still doing my demos once a week someplace in this country. Isn't but that I, amazing? Yeah, it really is have amazing. You been, <laughs> have you been to every state? You know, not not every single one. But I would I would really love to close in on that. You know where I have not been? Where? Shockingly, I have not been to Las Vegas. Not been to Nevada. And I understand. You've never been to Nevada? Since I was 16. I've never worked there. Of all the places where there's Jews, so shout out. Okay, Las Vegas. <laughs> Susie and I are going to come together. But Susie is available for Las Vegas. Well, now that you're a big state gambler with bingo and stuff, Las uh, Vegas Right, right. Is, you know. <laughs> to my grandmother's a champion of bingo. Um Okay, so Las Vegas, Jews, there's a lot of you, I know. Right. So, um, but in addition to the every, you know, the every week shows, um, I started doing culinary tours. So I have a culinary tour going to Florence, Italy in November, although it is sold out. Um, wait, wait, it's only May. It's only May 1st as we're recording it, today. It's sold out within like two weeks. Um, the overflow, <sighs> we're toying with the idea of doing it again in May. So if you are interested. You Next can, May or this May? This, a, a year from now. May 2020. Um, and now started promoting my Israel trip. I do a culinary tour of Israel in February, and that is my favorite, favorite of all the culinary tours. I it's just nice to hear that. I love it. I love it. So, But Florence is really cool because we take a, um, a classroom in the Cordon Bleu Cooking School and kosher it. So it's touring all morning, which is amazing, seeing all the beauty and, and art and history and culture that Florence has to offer. And then you come back and you cook with me and Italian chefs in a, in a you know, a professional kitchen and then enjoy an incredible dinner in a beautiful environment. It's just, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. Wow. Very special trip. You, know, you really can't do Florence without eating kosher. Yeah. 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 Just, I mean, there's, there's so much Jewish there. history in Italy also. And the shul in Florence is it's just amazing. Yeah. It's so yeah, it's, it's a great trip. Okay. All right, guys. So to get more information for next May's trip. <laughs> You can email Susie Fishbein at Gmail, uh, Susie Fishbein's fan page on Facebook, or you can follow me on Instagram. Oh, yay. She says that. Yay. Finally. Finally. <laughs> you know what? Like, you've been plen plenty busy without the Instagram. <laughs> we use it as marketing, but you already didn't need it. So right. it's amazing. Great. Thank you. Okay, great. So so there's a lot. Israel in February. Mm -hmm. That's but not that, that far away. November That's not that far away. Right. No, it's not too soon to start planning that because these trips sell out. I'm already finished my whole year. I already know what I'm doing till the end of the year and it's May 1st. How crazy is that? Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I'm going to Japan. Wow. Yeah, Japan and South Korea with Miriam Schreiber. Very cool. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, I've, I've never really done the whole um, Japan. I've done I've done other parts of Asia, but I'm excited to see Japan. I feel like it's, it's very elegant. Beautiful. Yeah, so. Um, all right, and Seth, you're also doing some – Tours, hotels, yep. vacations. I want to exotic. go on your summer tour. I know, right? That sounds yeah. awesome. We're going to Montana, and we'll be in Jackson Hole in August. And okay. you Montana can do whitewater raft, right? You could do a lot of things. Yeah, whitewater rafting, fly fishing, kayaking, horseback riding, zip lining, ATV. Okay, yeah. so cool. we're going to talk a little bit more to Seth and fill in those blanks that, you know, he's like, what? He's a chef at ETC. What's he doing on the tour? But we'll, we'll tie that in and just give us a minute for the for this segue. Um, okay. Okay. Um, 
So I have here's the segue. Seth is here and I'm here and our boss <laughs> Susie is here. You are my friend. Yeah. We are Susie Fishbine and, and friends. friends. So culinary center. People go, what are you doing this summer? <laughs> I, always, I I I usually I start off with I'm going on a tour and when I also I, people go, what are your kids doing? I'm like, oh well, Leora goes to Shoshanim and I work for Susie Fishbine. She's my boss <laughs> and I'm like, I'm so honored. I always say like when Susie had this idea to start and she, this culinary institute and she called me, I'm like, I'm in before she had to finish her sentence. <laughs> so. All right, so talk to us about, especially we have new followers every week. So awesome. let's recap the whole Susie Fishbine and friend. That's us, me and Seth. Friend. <laughs> um, tell us about the Institute and how it got started. Five years ago, the New Jersey Y Camps came up with the idea. It was the brainchild of Len Robinson to do a culinary center for kids on the highest of levels. And when they initially called me and they're like, you know, we want to do something with you in camp, I'm like, there's no way I'm going back to camp. I go to Europe in the summer. You know, I, I teach. My husband gets to come with me. There's nothing that's getting me back to camp. And then we had our first meeting with an architect, and I saw they were really serious about doing a first-rate culinary center, and the sky was the limit. There's not a piece of equipment that I asked for. It was almost like I was testing the waters, like, are they really seriously going to build this? And sure enough, they did. They built this incredible center, and it services Camp Nesher and Camp Shoshanim. And it's as professional as you can be with kids, some of who have zero cooking experience, some who love to cook. None are professional. They could be as young as eight years old. They go up to about 15 years old. And, um, and the idea of having the and friends component was really important to me because each personality that I bring in adds a totally different culinary viewpoint and something really exciting and cool. So in the past, we've had people like uh, Paula Scheuer who, bought, who brought um, European patisserie sensibilities. We had Naomi Ross, who's just an outstanding teacher. My mainstay has been you every year, and the kids just love. Is this love my fourth year? Coming, yeah, coming up. It's it, you know the personality, but also the international flair, the, the sushi making things that from your travels that you've brought into my classroom, and I am so excited to have Seth this year, and he's been Woo! like the funnest part because, I you know, I, he is he is a chef par excellence, and what I've given him is pastry, which is a pretty funny thing to do to a chef because chefs tend to be chefs or they tend to be pastry chefs. I agree. People always say, do you cook or bake? And I say, cook. Right, right. it's one or the other. So he has really rolled with the punches. But the funniest thing is, I'm not going to give away his whole curriculum because that's not for me to give away. But (laughs) I have gotten now two phone calls from upper staff to say, do you get to approve you know, your and friend's curriculum? I'm like, why? I mean, I, I do, but I'm so not worried. Why? Well, because does Seth know how professional the center is because on his curriculum are s'mores and sour sticks. I'm like, do you know who we're dealing with? I said, they're doing s'mores because they're making their own grand crackers. They're making their own marshmallows. It will be like what you would get in like the finest of, of steakhouse restaurants. <laughs> I said, so you don't, you, you don't have to question, you don't have to worry. And now everyone's like, can, can we stay? Can we eavesdrop on his classes? I right. think we're going to need to videotape these classes. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be awesome. I'm a little camera shy. <laughs> uh, we'll get I see up. it over here, and I'm like, <laughs> we're, warming, we're warming you up. This, yeah. is, this is the this is your uh, test, right? Your uh, camera test, so. screen test <laughs> for so Hollywood. The, yeah, so exactly. The kids right. come in and they learn knife skills, they learn kitchen safety, and then they learn an entire repertoire um, of recipes from me and from my friend chefs. And it's an amazing experience. And I don't think there's another camp that does it. And they certainly don't do it on this level. There are there are cooking classes that go on. I've been a part of the that I do. I, I'm doing it for Camp Dina. Um, I'm actually running chop competitions for them in Fun. the second half of the summer. Um, but no one has got a, a classroom like this. It is the kids literally. Walk in, they have chefs' coats. They have a set of knives. Every two kids has a KitchenAid, a food processor. There's not a piece of equipment that I have used to develop the over a thousand recipes in my cookbooks. That's not in that center. And we're not talking like a set. Every two kids, every team has their own. It's professional burners. It's a sink for every team. It's, I mean, it's, it's really a very professional place. And that's why people say, like, aren't you worried with knives and fire around kids? The kids come in, and as soon as they put those coats on, you don't hear a pin drop. There's no horsing around. They take it very, very seriously. I take it very seriously. Right. So that kind of sets the tone, and they're there to learn, and they, they love it. They love it. I know, my daughter, I can, I can say as a customer... <laughs> My daughter Leora Nachman absolutely loves going. She loves going, like being part of the. You know, I think that's why our our shidduch works so well. Um, besides, you know, 
that I'm already a cooking teacher, I've done cooking for many years, that Leora had this wanting, want, this urge to go, you know, she cooks all the time at home. Love it. She knows to clean up after herself. These are things that are, okay, she knows a little bit from home, but skills that she could only learn from from coming. I and had a mother message me that that one of her chi- one of her children was sleeping with her cookbook under her pillow oh, <laughs> the first two weeks after camp. That is so <laughs> sweet. So that is so yeah. sweet. Uh, yeah, it's it's a great center. It's a great it's a, it's a great camp. It is such a warm both of them. I have to say both Nesher and Shoshanim. I sleep in Shoshanim so I get to spend Shabbos there so I really get to see what it's about. These camps are such warm environments. It's such nice. I, I tell people it's like it's nice kid camps. Right. Um, just midos and just just like kind-hearted kids. And at least in Shoshanim, from what I see, it's so not woman-powered, but just so. Yes, yes. You know, when women-driven. It, it, it is women-driven because Esther Katz is such an incredible role model She's for that. Tamita Chachama. She truly is. You She's, know, I, I was blown away on the nine days when a CM had to be made. I was waiting for the rabbi to come out the back, and no, it was Esther who made the CM. Yeah. Like, of course she did. She, of course she's, she did. She's yeah. a learner, and she's she's such an amazing role model for, for these girls. Yeah. And it is so like it is about woman power, and it just the girls run everything. The girls basically run. They run the davening. They run the, the they run the activities. It, it's really a very special place. But yet they do things on the highest of level. Like, you know, their 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 sports counselors are first rate. You know, this cooking center is first rate. The they horseback really, riding. Yeah. There's um there, the there's lake. extra there's extra activities you can sign up for like horseback riding or their drama the, department is incredible and and at Nesher as well. Like they they really put focus onto those things to do things at a professional level. Have you seen any of the things that the jewelry lady <gasps> I does? Know. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I'm like, where'd you buy that? I would buy we that. We made that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I, it's, it's stuff really, that we would buy. I was like yeah. a little. I told my daughter to make sure she signs up for that because there's some it's pieces that awesome. I would like that they make. No <laughs> kidding. And I love order. jewelry. Yeah, it's it's an amazing yeah. camp. I'm very pa- so. happy to be part of it to send my daughter there and then also to. And this center is no different. And our staff in the center is amazing. We've had, you know, Leah Amar and Naomi Davidson uh, and Alana Greenberg. They, they, they're, they're adults. You know, they're, they're not kids working in the center. We take it very seriously. And we've become like good friends all year. Like we, we're in touch all year, which is really nice. I would never go to Florida without calling Leah. It's great. It's great. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's really, it's really a great center. And you have a great team. Let's say hello to Seth. Hi, Seth. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. Is this your first time on, on camera? No. Okay, you've done this before. Not exactly. So. Okay, because <laughs> yeah. you said you were shy. so I'm I like, am camera shy. It doesn't mean, yeah. But you've done yeah. it before. Okay, you're going to be fine. Okay, let's talk a little bit, Seth, about your background. How did you get into cooking? Did you cook as a little boy? So definitely cooked when I was little. Um, funny enough, my first actual cooking job was in Camp Nesher. Really? Um, yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they I had like your a... wife there, right? Well, so I followed her to camp. Um and I was the camp driver, and it wasn't exactly working out for me. So the person who was, I forgot her name now, but she was doing the cooking chug that they had now in one of those That's what I call it, things. a cooking chug. Yeah. But yours, That's what it always was. But you're not a chug. This hug. is no chug. This is no chug. <laughs> no, no, we this had like university. a six-burner stove in, in a cage, and that was it. <laughs> At least you had a um, stove. Yeah. So she didn't want to do it anymore, and I said to Jeff, I was like, I'll do it. And he laughed at me, and I was like, no, no, I'm serious. And that's kind of how really wow. it was my first official cooking job huh. yeah funny that's, enough right that's funny Just i actually spot talent. yeah maybe. that's funny that because he's still there of course he is and he was instrumental in getting this center and getting me to come to the center jeff is an old friend of mine um and i would totally trust him and his and you know and when he said susie come to this meeting listen i am telling you it's not what you think it is it was really on my friendship that i said all right i'll you know i'll give it a listen and he they the delivered he delivered so. exactly what they promised so, yeah. yeah. So that was my first cooking job. And then, you know, did a lot of things in between getting into a real kitchen and then started in Fumio and then we opened DTC. What's, what's Fumio? Fumio was oh, a restaurant. Yes. Yeah, sushi me, Steakhouse. By you. One thing we had. Livingston, yeah. Me at that time. Yep. So we were there. Did for, you go to cooking school? Yeah, I went to the Institute of Culinary Education, ICE, in the city. Okay. It's like now downtown history. over here. Okay. Not, not terribly far. Um, I went there and then, yeah, worked. How many years is cooking school? It was seven months. It was in a bridge. I started a little later. You know, okay. I had kids and everything, so I couldn't okay, go to so four Okay, so you had a job program. in between. You, had, yeah, you went to college in between. I did a million different things. Okay, like me. Yeah, uh, mortgages, real estate. And I feel like you're always learning. Like, I feel like your style has changed and morphed 
in so many different ways, you know, I guess keeping up with the times of what your profession is, but I've seen your the change in your style. Definitely. I mean, as you get older, you figure out what your voice is, you know, and um, what you want to say. Still kind of trying to figure it out, but okay. we're getting there. Um, now we're just changing our menus so dramatically between seasons. We're doing different countries. So we did China um, last season, and now we're in Mexico. Okay. So, I mean, the cooking styles and the cool. techniques and everything and the flavor profiles are just, you know, those are literally worlds apart. Um, so that helps also, but we're doing it in our style, and I have a great team. I, I really I really do. I rely so heavily on them to help get it done and come up with the ideas. It's really not a one-man kind of operation, you know? It's one so. of the best parts about traveling is seeing how people cook and how they treat food in other countries. I love that. You would... I think Italians would pass out if they ever walked into a Costco. There's there's no such thing. An Italian chef goes to a market and a farm like they just every single day. There there's no there's no supermarkets. Right. There's no Costcos. There's no you know there's nothing like that. So, and that heavily influences how you cook, what you cook with. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I always say um, I want to see what they eat and how they eat. Right. You know that I, I write that in the intro of my book that of perfect flavors, which is inspired by a lot of my traveling. And you've also done a lot of traveling, but I want to see like like. Like how they eat on the street of Bangkok. Exactly. Like they, they have a whole different food culture. We have a hot dog stand. They have right. like real f- barbecues in, in their cafeterias and their takeouts. They don't have hamburgers and hot dogs. In Italy, they have lasagna and pasta and salads. Well, it depends on this, what part of Italy. It, the, the food cultures are completely different based on the location of where you are in Italy. Really? But, you know, when you look at the food trucks, to me, that tells you how the local people eat. Ah. And in Florence, the most popular food truck day and night down the block was for tripe. Wow. What's tripe? It's like stomach lining. lining Nothing will ever yeah. know yeah. from. We can't, we can't do that. I was so disappointed to finally find out what was on that food truck that people were literally lined up around the corner. But tripe. you can't We don't have lie. kosher tripe. There's no kosher tripe. <laughs> well, it's probably good and that's cheap I've seen. and done well. Yeah. That, that's the combination for a food truck. Okay, there you go. Um, but uh, Susie, I was at the market this morning and I was collecting my radishes. Goodies. So I'm presenting you with a purple radish and a watermelon so radish. gorgeous. <laughs> Thank you. And you slice these on a mandolin and they are just... Just stunning. Right. Thank you, thank you. So thank it's you. the end, towards the end of the season of watermelon radishes, Beautiful. and and the purple radishes are still going. But I Gorgeous. collect radishes, so I thought <laughs> <laughs> on my way to the studio, I went by Union Square, and I'm Goodies. like, I'm going to get Susie some radishes. Thank so. you, thank you, thank you. Okay, Seth. Yeah, where were we? Okay, camp. No, camp, before yeah. camp. In between camp. Are you excited about camp? I'm Are very you excited. excited about working with kids again, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, I have, have several kids? stops before I get there, so my mind works in a, right, in so a way right, of... Right, uh, before you get to camp, now yeah. we're doing that big segue in. Yeah. Before, so he's running a restaurant. He's the friend from Susie Fishbine and Friends Culinary Institute, but he's also running a tour. Or, or it's I'm not really the, a tour. the food part. He's doing the food part at a hotel for a resort for this summer. Neither word really describes what this place is. Okay, great. Um, That's why I have you here. Yeah. Because I've never so, been to that part of the country. So when you land in Kalispell, Montana, you, all you see is mountains. Uh, ever been to Jackson Hole? No. Similar kind of airport, just mountains surrounding. It's gorgeous. Have you been, Susie? No. You've never okay. been to Montana? No. Uh, not yet. That and Las Vegas. Yeah. We're going. That'll be the next Friends tour. Um, yes. So, and then you, it's literally on this Route 40, which goes through this part of Montana, Northwest Montana. Um, and I mean, it's just, it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, the place where you stay, it's called North 40 Resorts. Uh, my friend Yitzi Kesak had this idea, um, to, he loves national parks. He's loves Glacier National Park. Uh, it's, it's definitely one of the nicest places I've ever been. Um, there's so many different, uh, just like systems within the park. The bottom part is like a rainforest and then you get up and you're in the snow. Um, and the elevation Changes dramatically. It's very cool um, and gorgeous, really stunning. But anyway, so he does the excursion part of the thing. He this is his brainchild, and he called me. He's like, we've known each other since we're, you know, infants. Um, our parents were best friends growing up. That's and, so cute. Yeah, it's great. Um, and he's like, I want you to do the food. So I mean, it took a lot of planning and everything, figuring out how to get things from New Jersey to Montana um logistically and <laughs> put them in there i suitcases no. so they I'll, have I'll in, in kalispell they have every store you can possibly um need costco home depot target walmart the, the works i mean there's not a ton of kosher stuff there is no kosher bread uh so everything comes from new jersey um or you bake it fresh or yeah so we had a six burner stove in one of it uh so that became challenging we yeah. cooked dinner service this one was last 
year was I think forty ish wow. on both. Yeah. So it's awesome. like boutique. It's boutique. Very small. Yep. That's awesome. Because some of these big programs, you know, you wait online for your food. They're elevated. No, 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 no. You know, this is so, boutique. Yeah. So it's it's uh, every family gets a, a cabin basically. Um, is there one for but the Anne They're really. <laughs> They're really <laughs> nicely apportioned cabin. It's probably one of the most comfortable beds I've ever slept in, honestly. Um, it could so have had a lot to... Um, I'm writing down the I've daily. never worked so hard in <laughs> my life. Seth, Seth, when... when <laughs> how do, okay, when is this tour from? So I'm writing this down. year, July... I'm leaving, I'm, I think July 8th through the 18th. Uh, there's two weeks. You can go from Sunday to Thursday, stay for Shabbos, or come for Shabbos, and then stay through the following Thursday, or just the Sunday, Thursday blocks. Uh, we're Eight almost really actually sold out for Shabbos this year. Oh, cool. And then we're doing, I forgot exactly, 18th through 22nd, I want to say, in August. That one's in Jackson Hole. Um, and that's Grand Tetons, and I think we're doing a, yellow, a day in Yellowstone. Um, that so is so cool. It, it is really cool. Yellowstone is, is also fascinating. Uh, uh, but most people that. have been to Yellowstone. I have not. Okay. Beautiful. But I'm saying most people, uh, when you talk Wait, about national parks. Where is Yellowstone? Part of my ignorance. In, I am Australian. Uh, part of it is Wyoming. Part of it's Montana, I believe. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, so, I mean, that has all these thermal features. I mean, excuse my ignorance. I'm not really, uh, you know, uh, an expert on these things. But He's they just have. touring. Yeah, they have these. Uh, there's, it sits, Yellowstone sits on a super volcano, I believe they call it. Um, I think it's a si- bigger than Rhode Island in, in its. I guess uh, whatever the thank you size, size would be size, the right yeah, word, right? Yeah. Um, and it's scary if it goes off, um, <laughs> but uh, it hasn't in a million years or so. So, but anyway, what um, are the odds, right? But because the ground, the water, and everything underground is so superheated, it shoots up steam into the air. And they have the all these different geysers. So there's one called Old Faithful, which goes off right. every. They have a schedule when you can go see it, and it's actually superheated water just shoots through the ground, you know, straight up into the air like 40 feet, and it, it's very everybody goes to watch. But they have even on the side of the road as you're driving through the park, just you hear this like rumbling, hissing kind of noise. And you just pull over and you see this just little pool of water with these colors because of the gas and the sun and all that. And it's just bubbling, like rapidly boiling. <gasps> it's it's and, ste- it's and steam just shooting out of the ground. It's, it's fascinating. Over there? I don't know if you would want to, uh, but <laughs> yeah, anything actually, it's too. really hot. Uh, but I was thinking boiling and eggs. Egg. Yeah, definitely poached <laughs> eggs real quick. Oh, that's um, so cool. Fascinating, yeah. So we do, a, we do a breakfast over there, and then lunches to go because you're out in the park doing stuff. Um, and then dinner is like a five-course dinner every night. Wow. Yeah, you get some choices, you know, chicken, fish. I remember some pictures from last year. Yeah. Really high-quality stuff. We I tried. Mean, yeah, I mean, with, that, with those kind of numbers, you can really just great. do it the, the way we like to do it. Um, it's the funny part was we actually had to cook in, on barbecue grills. Uh, like our sauté station was done on a barbecue it was great we had a lot of fun we cooked outside it didn't get dark and i bet it gets easier every year you know do something once you learn a lot august was so much easier than july and this year we're this year we're actually gonna get i think um like a 53 or 43 foot trailer that's like a full-on kitchen so okay good for you do everything because we we didn't have a dishwasher everything was done by hand and that's it's five people 40 people five courses a lot of plates yeah a lot of plates Wow, we yeah. can only imagine because we have dishwashers in our center. We have dishwashers yes, in our we center. Yes, we have full staff. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. it's it's unreal. <laughs> so as you can see, this friends team led by Susie is quite a, an experienced group, <laughs> if I can say so. With each person bringing such a unique perspective, and we're really looking forward to. I wish we were there at the same time because I would love yes, to sit on your same, class. Same. Um, but you know, my my daughter's going to be at Susie's uh, first half. She's going to be away for the second month. Um, but it's just an incredible... If you are interested in going to Camp Nesha, Camp Shoshanin, there are a few spots available. Do not miss out on this incredible opportunity to be under Susie's leadership in her centre is state-of-the-art. You can follow Nesha and Shoshanim on Instagram. You can follow Seth... At ETC or Seth at Warsha yeah, on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yes. Either one. He has both. Yeah. Um, and uh, you'll be able to see all the fun stuff's going on because, you know, if you're not ready for this year... We're planning already for next year, as you can see with Absolutely. Susie. Absolutely. Okay, amazing. Thank you guys so much for coming in. This was great. I'm going to ask our second guest to, to, to join us, uh, but our first guest can stick around. Taking my She's taking her radish. I know Susie's got a very <laughs> busy go day. Make food. Food. Um, <laughs> Seth, I want to come by. I'm going to come by for dinner soon. We'd love to have you. Okay, yeah, thank you, thank you.
Thank you. I'm excited. We'll talk. I want to come to Montana and all these great places. With you. All right. Thanks thank you. Us. My pleasure. We'll talk soon. All right, Susie, we have to talk curriculum also. We've got to plan the curriculum. Lots of – Susie has a lot going on. Uh, just a big shout-out. I did not um, take the moment at the beginning of the show to uh, give Benjamin Siegel a big mazal tov on his engagement. We are super excited, so that's so, so nice. Um, I remember Benjamin, when he was a little kid, we dovened at the same shul as Nahum and Stacey right here on the Lower East Side, and now he's uh, an engaged man, so it's – Growing up fast. Everyone's growing up fast. Okay. Um, all right. We are just – I want to give a little shout-out to uh, Nodui Karane. I was there for dinner a couple of weeks ago for the Fleishix magazine. They had a dinner um, at Nodui Karane. The food there was amazing. I loved the meal. They had this – okay, two things that stood out. They, uh, they had this, like, tomato bisque shooters. It was outstanding. And then they had this – giant meatball and it looked like a, a round meatloaf with like sauce on top and when you cut into it the spaghetti was inside so it was like a reverse spaghetti and meatballs it was absolutely brilliant I was very impressed okay um another um we're doing our little all our things that we normally do at the beginning all our promos and shout outs we do in the beginning but Susie had to go to a meeting so I said I'll, I'll do that in between our two guests um Okay, JWE, the Jewish Women's Entrepreneur Conference, is coming up in a couple of weeks. Make sure you follow them or you can get more information about tickets on thejwe.com. Um, if you are a woman that already has a business um, and wants to grow your business and learn all the different marketing and ne networking tips, this is where you should be going. It's an incredible evening learning from the best of the best. Um, Woman-driven, woman-powered, it's amazing. Um and then, of course, let's talk about my trip to Japan um, and South Korea that I'll be doing with Miriam Schreiber on uh, Legacy Kosher Tours. It's going to be this summer, June, sorry, August uh, 13th to the 22nd. Uh, I'm going to be giving cooking tours. Um, and there's going to be uh, Rabbi Lerafeld and Rabbi Becher are going to be the um, in-house Scotland residents. Every day they speak to us. Um, they they um, make us swoon with all their knowledge of Torah and history of the area. I do the cooking demos at night. Miriam picks the best hotels. Not one other program that does overseas tours does the hotel and food like Miriam does. It's unreal. You walk into the hotels and your mind is blown every time. She has that wow factor. Miriam's about the wow factor. And this is the program to come on. So um, if you're interested... Um, you can uh, email Miriam. Um, I posted it also on my Instagram. You can reach out to me as well and I'll connect you to Miriam for a blowout tour. And anyone who signs up in the next couple of weeks to now and shovel what, because of my radio show, you're going to get a free uh, cookbook. I'm going to give you perfect flavor. So all you have to do is this is for new guests, for new people coming. Um, so make sure that you uh, give Miriam a call. All right. So in the house. I'm so lucky that the timing was finally right. She's been on the – she was on the kosher uh, – it wasn't kosher fest. It was the um, – it was the media Jewish media conference when I did my radio show from there. I got her in. But now I had – in the studio, live live with me this Friday morning, pre-recorded day or two ago because <laughs> we couldn't all get here on Friday, is the one another, Naomi Tigus. 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 It's Naomi underscore – TGIS. Which stands for, thank God, it's Shabbos. Yes, it does. But her real last name is Elberg. So there you go. Um, welcome. Thank you. Where am I looking? Okay. So here's a camera here. <laughs> here's a microphone here. here. Okay. Wasn't that so fun having Susie? Isn't she like... First of all, I look up to Susie. When I got married, um, Kosher Palette had just come out and it was just... That, Game that is what you have to have. So every one of my Shabbos meals for like the first, maybe until like the next book came out, was the strawberry masculine salad, <laughs> pecan noodle ring, which I made for Pesach <gasps> with uh, Pesach noodles, um, the, the London broil, hello, with the rosemary yeah. Yeah, and the garlic. Famous. Yeah, Like just, I can go through and I ha like my first coffee is literally like there is food all over it and it's like falling apart. But I have another coffee. Oh, really? So. You know that the kosher palette you can't even buy anymore? It's it's on like eBay or amazing. for like thousands of all, dollars. I've looked up to her forever. Yeah, she she started so. this whole cookbook trend. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Like I, I love the like, – just I can keep going about 
<laughs> yeah, she's a wonderful person. I love working for her. So Susie and and Seth, um, they both had to Seth had to go cook, and Susie has a million things going on. So we're lucky to have her in the studio. Um, but I'm so lucky to have you today. <laughs> we pulled it together. We got we, it. We literally pulled this together. Okay. So okay. So so I have Naomi is for those of you who are not on Instagram because a lot of our listeners do not have Instagram. Okay. Well, um, Naomi is a challah baker extraordinaire, dough expert. She's a dough whisperer. She f- literally flies all over the country, teaching different dough techniques from babka to challah. Right? I can't say it's you like, take it from there. I can't say it's textbook. I can't say it's you know necessarily what they teach you or what you know what the rules are. But when it comes to dough, I always say that a recipe is a guideline, and people are always afraid of like you know challah or whatever they are. Whatever the recipe is, I think challah is supposed to take an entire day. Rise it for three hours, punch it down, rise it for another three hours, breathe. It takes maybe at most two hours, and you don't even have to be home for most of it. You can slow right. There are so many different ways to do it. Um, it's a lot of trial and error. I'm a huge, I'm very big on error, and I'm happy to share that because, you know, we're human. We make mistakes, and you learn from your mistakes. Like, I have a challah recipe. It's called Accidental Challah because I translated what was a bagel recipe into challah, and it doesn't use any oil. And my friend was laughing at me. She's like, you know, that was a bagel recipe that you made into a challah, but it worked out beautifully. So anyways, everything is just self-taught. And now I just actually learned this new hack. Thanks, Naomi. And Shifra, by the way. Shifra Klein also made like a schlissel challah. By the way, they're coming on the show next week. Are they really? I'm just saying yes. Speaking of the devils. (laughs) And um, she made schlissel challah. And she did it with meat, obviously, Fleishig. And um, she said she bought the dough at the bakery. So we were talking about how we were going to make this happen. And so Naomi's like, bought Keenarid frozen, frozen challah dough. And on the box, it says six hours to defrost. Yeah. Yeah, we put it in the microwave. Yeah, so before I left the house, okay, I couldn't <laughs> get my act together to make. Well, I actually had everything upstairs, eggs, flour. And I especially went with my granddaughter for a walk yesterday. I was babysitting Michal. And we walked to Gomeglat to buy the flour. What are you going to do, schlep five pounds of challah dough to, like, the... Well, I was going to take half of it, but the problem was I got it all ready and schlep, you know, I put the packed dough in the Pesach kitchen. I, you know, put, found my dough machine, my, my magic, magic mill, and she, she knows better than me right now. And she, she I, I, I schlepped everything back and I realized I've got no yeast. So at midnight when I went to put up the so dough, good. I'm like, there's no yeast. I said, I'm waking up an hour earlier I'm going to run to Gomic Lat. This is perfect. So what we did was we actually just microwaved the dough and we put it at like 50% power because you can alter the power on your microwave. If you didn't know that, it can be done. And 50% power just till it's defrosted. So we rolled it out to the best of our ability. To end, you, but you did amazing, Naomi. Yeah, this and is this is great. So thank do we, you. Do we have the eggs and all that? So we're not going to use eggs, but I'm going to show you a bunch of stuff. And by the way, that's a magical cupboard because like I found really great stuff in there. <laughs> Do you know it's what you Narnia. have? It leads to Narnia. Okay, so I travel always with a pastry mat. I mean, of that course is you why, do. But that is why I because you're Naomi Elberg. Yes. That's right. I have a pastry mat. I have a egg brush, but we don't have eggs. But doesn't matter. Anyways, this Let's is oh no, sure. This is a pastry mat, and these are gloves, which you happen to have. I work with gloves, and I always say this at all my demos. It's not just for sanitary reasons. It's because it creates a barrier between your natural body heat and the dough. So a lot of times people are really naturally, like, they're hot-blooded. And I've done a lot of demos where people are like, oh, my God, my dough is so sticky. And someone else is like, my dough is perfect. Why? Because you're you're naturally, like, a hot person. And you're touching that dough. What happens? Your dough is going to become sticky. So this creates just a natural barrier. Um, usually I like to have like an oil mister or a pam or whatever, but I don't not, have it. Not, so. not scotch tape. Not scotch tape. But if you want your <laughs> strands to be super smooth, I always recommend spraying your hands um, with either nonstick cooking spray or if you have like an oil mister. And that way you'll get rid of these grooves. What happens? These grooves are just caused from the dough being dry. Keep in mind like it's just been uncovered. I don't have like anything really to cover it with. So if you notice a lot of cracking in your dough, it's usually because it's dry. So just, you know, if you want to put a little bit of oil and just, you know. Anyways, we are going to do Shlisla and Can I ask you? Okay. Do you know? <laughs> I hope you know the answer. Maybe I don't, don't know. Where did the whole Shlisla thing come from? Shlisla, not Shlisla. I said Shlisla. No, you said Shlisla. Did I say Shlisla? Yes, we'll find out <laughs> when we're like. We... <laughs> that show on TV. I never saw it. 
Oh, it's good. It's, it's very subtitles. good. I'm up to se- season two. Okay. Um, All right. Schlisselchala. I can't believe so, I said Schlissel. Oh, my God. So I posted on Instagram. Like, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of backstory, a lot of, like, reasons behind, like, the minhug or the reasoning. And the truth is there's so many. You really just, I always tell people, you got to look it up yourself. There's one of the, the way I like to look at it is that, you know, during Pesach, they say that the gates of Shemayim are open. Uh, yeah. And so after Pesach, you know, you we make the the kichala just to like, you know, to pray that like it should always be open. It also says in Shir Hashirim, there's there's a whole bunch of different like reasonings behind it. Again, like everyone is free to like, you know, look it up or some people don't even take a meaning. There's no meaning behind it. They just do it because like, you know. But um, I think, you know, when people start saying this about it's not really a minhag, I'm like, you know what? You're getting women around the country to make Five pounds of challah making a bracha. Women around the world. Right. You know, so, so you know. You just put a key in it. What could be like, bad? There's, right. There's... So what I, I do uh, is I do my regular challah. Yeah. I mean, I do a few different ways. I do a regular challah. I take my house key. I wrap it in foil. By the way, I have a combination lock, but it's, it was a, it was our house key. It was key. once a house key. It's actually the key to my back door. Um, um, I wrap it up in foil, and I when I make my braids, I kind of wedge it in there. Right. And then I also do, like, I try to make a key, but I'm not so artistic like you. So so I have to say, like, thank God that it came out really well. I just did that article. And article for Mishpacha magazine. Comes out today. Make, it's, it's, it's cut. We're here on Wednesday, but it's you can buy it today, Friday morning, in your uh, local kosher supermarket, or I call it, or subscribe, or whatever. Hunt for it later. I was about to say swipe up to subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyways... There were a lot of tricks that I put into it, and then they're all in the article. I mean, I'll share a few with you. So when it comes to challah dough, eggs are a natural leavener. So a lot of times you want the shape to sort of, you want to maintain the shape so you can reduce the number of eggs that are in your challah. Um, I actually also used an all-purpose flour when making the challah dough because bread flour will rise. And anyways, I sort of want to keep it, you know, I want that shape. So there's one brand of flour that I actually, you know, I like to, to use for it because it's, it's a triple sifted all purpose. You can you can sift your all purpose. Anyways, the point is, or you can use a blend of bread flour and all purpose flour, and you know, that, and that way, like when you braid it and you bake it, it'll sort of keep that shape. It won't over like you know, when you bake challah, it's just sort of just sometimes the the whole shape sort of changes. I also like to chill my dough before I use it. So really, yeah, we discussed this, right? Do we? I don't. Remember. I don't know. I don't remember oh, that so chilling make, dough. So with yeah, so when it comes to Rosh Hashanah and like I have a ton of orders to do, or when the weather's really hot in the summer, because if you make challah dough and it rises really quickly and like it's hard to work with, I make the dough in advance and then I portion it out and I keep it in the fridge overnight. It's a slow rise. It actually helps develop the flavor, and it really relaxes your dough. Like if you actually see this dough because it was frozen and look how nicely the strands are staying. A lot of times. They'll snap oh, yeah, back. Yeah. I did good with that. Okay, did yeah. Very good with that. <laughs> um, a lot of times they'll snap back, and that it's because your gluten isn't relaxed. And that's, yes, your gluten can be stressed out. If you've ever, like, not been happy with the shape and took it apart and started braiding it and, like, or, you know, rolled it out and it snaps back, it's because you're handling it so much. Right. I always tell people, let it re rise. Let it When rest. I do challah baking with kids in camp, I, they're like, oh, it's my, my shape's not good. And then they smash it up and want to start again. I'm like, Leave it for 10 minutes. That's Roll it up challah- into a ball and leave it for 10 minutes. That's why, like, if your kids make challah in school or whatever and they come home and it's like a rock-hard ball, it's because they're playing it with, like, Play-Doh. So you really want to handle it the least amount of time, you know, least amount, yeah, least amount of possible. Least possible. amount of time as possible. Yeah. How's you know, that? my coffee never really kicked in today. Uh, I haven't uh, had mine yet. <laughs> um, so anyways, there's, we use, what, three boxes of challahs out here? Yeah. And Again, sizing is just really, you know, however just, you want to portion it out. This is the brand we used, by the way, today. I've never used it before. Me either. I just, I got it from um, Gourmet, Gourmet Glatt. Glatt and it was pre-braided and I thought that was cool. So, so I took so. it apart because I also travel with Kinneret. a bench scraper. Of course you do. What else is in that ton? She's like Mary Poppins of bread. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. So anyways, I wanted to do this as simple as possible. There's no crazy braiding. It's literally just three braid challahs put together. So one, two, three. One, two, three, one, two, three. So we're okay. going to do three, three strand challahs, and we're going to make them into a key. Okay, so I want people who are not watching us right now, because, you know, it is a radio show, right. to turn on to the YouTube channel. YouTube channel. Let's get this going up and running. So I have three rows. Yeah. And each row has three strands of challah dough. How's that? I'm going to try to make it as, like, visual as possible. You're going to want to watch this, everyone. You're going to want to watch this. Okay. 
And then. Okay, hold on. We're going to. I've never act- sitting down before. <laughs> okay, you can actually stand oh, up. Okay. Okay, right. so here in the in the studio, we have Naomi Elberg. While we are doing our radio show, I'm doing a little uh, recording here of what she is doing. Um, and to tune in more, you will hear. You have to tune in uh, to NahumSiegel.com Friday morning. Um, you'll hear Susie Fishbein, you'll hear Seth Warshaw, and you'll see and watch Naomi Elberg make a challah, schlissel challah, right in front of us on the YouTube channel. Okay. okay. <laughs> and we'll post more. As long and thin as possible. If you want to be really particular, you can definitely weigh out your strands. Um, do you do that? I do. Okay. Anyway, so but this is pretty arbitrary, so we're going to just like hope for the best. So what I do is I'm going to start braiding it from the middle. Oh, hello. Oh. Uh, hold on. I'm trying to say I can't break I'm just doing a regular three braid challah. You and braid so nicely. I do. Thank you. All right. And then I sort of work she, my You know way. what's so cool about Naomi? She knows that she braids well and she still so, so, sounds so classy when she does it. It doesn't always come out so well. So here's one. Okay. See, that now looks. And then this is. Do you want to braid this one? Oh, sure. I'm going to I'm gonna braid. Oh, that's so funny. You know, when I do um, shows on TV and stuff, when I've had done my... Oh, did you guys see that I was on CBS News? Oh, wait, maybe I yeah, you knew that, Naomi. Um, I had the, had the hostess help me, but I might not um, do it so good. Well. Well, I'm, you know. I was just telling someone this morning, I was like, I always correct people when they say good and well. My mother's an English no, teacher. Right. So like, no, I knew I was saying it's slang. Okay. It's when you don't know you're saying it's slang, it's the problem. Okay. So this okay. is how we're going to do it. Is that okay that yeah, what I perfect. did? Yeah, it's perfect. Okay. Keep in so mind, like, we're, we're going to do it, like, on the fly right here. I want you to be able to see it as well as possible. So, I want, here, I'm going to do it this way. Okay, I guys. I want them to be just, you know, pretty similar. So, we're going to line these two up like this, and I'm actually going to use my bench scraper. I'm going to grab that soon, or it's going to get magically handed to me. <laughs> okay. And we're going to put these two side by side. So we're doing two long ropes side by side. Okay. We're getting this Aussie K. This we is good? amazing. All right. And then what we're going to do is we're sort of going to make it look like a hug right over here. Okay. And we're going to open it up like arms. And we're just going to fold this down a little bit like this. Okay. You may t- be taking this home because you're the you only look one here. very impressed by this. And then he's the only one. one looks with like a cup. heart. How's that? How does that look? That looks good. Okay. I'm, I'm taking photos. Then we're going to take this third braid that we did, and we're going to make it into sort of like, you could sort of really just do it however you want. You can do it this way if you want to, you know, be as simple as possible, or you can take it and go this way. And then if you happen to have extra dough, what you can do is you can sort of fill in the spot over there. But the point is, here, how's this? It needs the things, Wait, right? No. Because, well, you could. So then if we had extra dough, I would make another three-braid challah. And make teeth. And then take that three-braid challah and cut it in half. And then you'd have two little tiny three-braid challahs right there. Should I show you? Yeah. Okay. I don't know what you mean. Okay, look. So we have, did we get how we did this? Yeah, yeah. All right, so we had our really long strands like this. So made two long braids, and then she kind of took the top half of it and formed it into a half. Yeah, exactly, like this. It kind of looked like the top of a key. And keep it... I'm describing to all our listeners if you're not watching. But you will watch later because you're not going to want to miss it. And as it rises, also keep this in mind, it's a cold room right now and it really hasn't had much time to, like, relax. As it rises, it's going to, like, you know, just sort of, like, go together. And then when to egg it and everything, it'll be, you know. So anyways, I'll just show you this one more time. So we have our heart and then we have this third braid. And what we can do with that third braid is we can either put it in there like this and throw in some extra challah dough or we can just twist it around like this. Okay, she's giving us the options. Like a crown on yeah, top of it. Yeah, you could do whatever you want. Yeah. And then if you want to do the teeth, for example. It's like still... the teeth of a key. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I call it the teeth. The this teeth. is the body. This is the crown, and I call this the teeth. Oh, and your keys had so many parts. So here's a bench scraper, right? Okay. So here you And go. you can buy bench scrapers uh, at uh, Kitchen Caboodles. Yeah. This or... is actually from Kitchen Caboodles. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that was yesterday. Kitchen. I'm like, Suzanne, I don't have a bench scraper. So anyways, I'm going to... Do. She'll be on the show in a couple of weeks from Kitchen Caboodles. Really? 
We're going to talk yeah. about sh- barbecue equipment and okay, All right. she's making another crown. Barbecue. No, I'm just going to like put this here. Barbecue equipment and Shavuos, uh, Shavuos uh, serving pieces. All right, so here's our okay. three braid over here, right? And we'll just take that. And you can even make it smaller. And you ha- Well, I would make it oh, smaller. Oh, I see. This has got the teeth. This has got yeah, the teeth. Yeah, I see that. They become the teeth. This is pretty good for Hala on the fly. Hala in the studio. This is amazing. Okay, if you want to make it even smaller, you just cut it some more. How cute. And then if you want this to look more like the edge of a key, take your bench scraper. And you cut it like that. You know, it could be more angled. One, two. And then as it bakes. But then I'll show you one more really, really cool trick. Right, one more cool way coming up your way. She's doing all different kinds of braiding techniques right here in the studio. We're actually standing up. <laughs> we're not in our seats. Okay, then what we can do actually is we're going to dissect this. ZK's excited. He's going to take this home. We're, gonna, we're not taking this on the train. Wearing gloves, you're good. <laughs> we can dissect this, and this can be our body, right? Yeah. I'm going to cut this. We're going to okay. turn this into the crown. So we have like a stick and a circle. This is all the three. This is just three braid challah strands, like challahs. Three strand chalas. See, remember that one of the three braids, we can make it into a circle, right? Yeah. And then we can take this piece. See, mine, mine kind of looks like that when I do it. And put it into a, you can make it even more. Having fun now. It's like Play-Doh. <laughs> right, right? It's like playing with Play-Doh. Yeah, but it tends to. Can I just add you a lot of cooking with kids? I love doing it and a lot it's of preschool. We were dope. preschool teachers, remember? You know, Susie also was a teacher. Was she really? Yeah, yeah. If you if after teaching you retire and you go into the food world, it's like a thing. All right, so there's the body, the crown, then that's how mine look. When yeah, I make mine, and then I make the little teeth. Yeah, things exactly. Here. And then you take your three yeah, braid challah, like, and then chop it up. Go. And make it pretty. We got one. We got two. Uh, so and then nice. I'll show you the really, really awesome yeah, um, seating hat. Yeah, let's talk about seating. Okay, so normally you would let this rest, cover it on your sheet pan. Let it rest, and then I egg where's it three my, times. This? It's over there. Okay, good. I egg it three times. I egg it the first time I egg it is after I braided it. That's one. Second time I egg it is halfway through the braiding, so maybe like in 20 minutes, depending on how warm the room is. And the third time I, I egg it is right before it goes in the oven. You want it to be like darker, you use more yolks. Um, you can Usually what I do is like I'll do three, two, two yolks per egg. So one egg, two yolks if I want it egg nice two. and dark. Okay, wait. 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 All right, wait. I don't know how many times you braid it. You egg it once when you, once when you first braid it. Once when I when I once when I'm done, it goes on the sheet pan, and I egg it the first time, and then I cover it, and then I come back to it about 15, 20 minutes later, just depending on how warm the room that you're in you is. Re, you re egg it. Yeah. Because is it what happens, challah or yes, every time you make challah? In general. Because <gasps> this is what happens. Here's your challah dough, right? That's so much work, and I make challah Mind every blowing. week. Okay, this is what happens. <laughs> Your dough is going to rise, okay? Yeah. So any part that you're that you egg the first time, when it rises, yeah, the cracks you're in between, all yeah, these parts, yeah, yeah, I know. And you and have to give it that adequate rise time to prevent like the dreaded like stretch mark effect, because you know when you see like those tears, yeah, the yeah, yeah, it's a huge difference between like if your room is really if you don't give it enough time to rise and you put it in the oven, there's like this huge discrepancy in temperature. So it goes, it kind and of then it like, goes like poof. So, oh, so that's why you get those um. Stretch, stretch marks stretch on the challah dough. I'm like, better on the challah dough. We're tearing. Okay, so this is just an example. Okay, so she's pouring, she's pouring, she's pouring sesame seeds you could use into anything. a shot glass, which someone's been drinking in the studio, ZK. You have a lot of fun stuff in there. I'm telling okay. you. So, Miriam Wallach is a lot of fun. <laughs> she, I'm we're sure gonna, she, our, she's our general manager. I'm sure there's a lot more fun things in there if we keep digging. <laughs> so we're going to pretend this is egg, but this is still going to work nonetheless. Because you know why we don't have eggs? Because I was too scared to carry eggs on the train. About the farmer's market. I know. We, yeah, but they're like $4 an egg. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't want to put eggs in my knapsack. <laughs> that was such a cute knapsack, right. too. My, so, it's been all over the world, that <laughs> knapsack. Okay. Magic um, seating application tool. Wait, wait. Glove on or glove off? Off. I keep it off. Glove off for Wash your part. hands. Wash your hands. Okay. okay. And then dry them. Dry them. And Actually, then, you don't and then, need to dry and them. And then I was going to say, and then wet them you again. You don't need to dry yeah. them. You're going to take your magical uh, seed application tool. You're going to dip it into the water, right? Dip your finger into in the, the water. Into the seed. See, teach us. You could do this with anything, by the way. And I'm going to tell you one more trick. 
And then there should be egg on, but uh, usually there's if the egg if there's egg, it sticks. Hold on. Okay, but let's pretend. Hold on. Let's try this. She's putting water now in the challah. Let's see. Do we edit this at all? No. <laughs> she thinks about that. No, no, no. If you fluff, there. If you fluff, you stuff. Look, look, look. See, I learn on the job. It's all about being, you know, human and, and flexible and making mistakes and learning from and your learning mistakes. Learning from them exactly. So now I know. Look, if, you know, next time I do a radio show and I have to show how to like egg this. I mean, how to seed this. Right. You see beautiful. Do, so do you guys see? So what she's doing is. Um, she wet a little bit the challah because it's no egg. Otherwise, you would use egg um, or on the challah. Syrup. Or maple syrup. Or agave. Or agave on the challah. Yep. Okay, because it makes a nice dark, shiny look. And then she put a cup of water um, and then dip your finger in the water, Dip it, then dip your finger in the sesame seeds, and then you tap at the challah right. and the sesame seeds stick to the challah and you get beautiful dough. So if you're vegan or there's egg allergies and you make your dough egg-free, you can still, you know, apply whatever you want. It doesn't necessarily have to be seeds, but you can, you know, right. apply so whatever I've you want. I've done pumpkin seeds. I've done poppy seeds. I've done um, za'atar. What, what have we done? Um, Could you cinnamon sugar? Sunflower seeds. Black, uh, black sesame, seeds. sesame seeds. There was one more thing I was going to. Oh, this is what I wanted to tell She's you. She's so excited. I am because I usually forget everything and then I remember way later. So I actually ordered on Amazon skeleton keys. It's a little... You could oh, still do that. There's one day delivery now with Prime. Well, they're hearing this on Friday morning, so oh, no, yeah. Okay, you but doesn't key. matter for no, next time, for the future, key. for the future. Use your house key, and what you can do is, um, you can actually dip the. Okay, so I would what I would do is I wouldn't even like egg the challah per se, but I would take the key, dip it in either because um, I don't want to egg it because I'll tell you why. Take the key, dip it in egg or maple syrup, and then dip it in like either poppy seeds, cinnamon, sugar, or whatever, and then it leaves an imprint on the challah mm. in the shape of a key. So it's really cool, skeleton keys, because they're like, they're pretty funky shapes, you know? Right. So anyways, that, that was a cool one. But if you don't egg it, it won't get brown, because sometimes if it, you know, if it gets dark, you won't be able to see that imprint, but it's just really cool in general. Okay, wow. Okay. We learn a lot. We do. It's funny, every time I'm with Naomi doing a class or I sneak in on her doing a class like in L.A., <laughs> um, you learn something from this girl. She flies around the country. She can be hired. She's up for hire, up for rent. Um, by the way, sidetrack, are you planting watermelon radishes this year? So, you know, I just bought some, but I'm not sure if I'm going to plant them. They were like very small. You sent me home with watermelon radishes last year. I sent you home to, home to Detroit with watermelon radishes. I'm thinking about planting cucumbers. Tomatoes, <laughs> right, of course, the love of my life. Strawberries. Even though I'll Melinda get nothing has, yet, Melinda has Melinda. crazy amount of strawberries. Yeah. I'm going to do herbs, but I'm going to pop the herbs. I think I want, I used to, you know, I used to do gardens. Right. I have to show you pictures. I want to do it again. So maybe you should help me with my garden. Okay. In all your free time. <laughs> all my free time. I want a dough garden. Maybe a money garden would be good. I want a money tree. Yeah, that would yeah. be cool. I think my kids think I have one. Mine too. Yeah, yeah. funny about that. Um, okay, guys. <laughs> but look how pretty. Wait. And you it's see, at, by the way, you notice as it's resting, it's actually relaxing more that it's actually, you know, you'll see it. It will rise. To, it will rise. But the time CK takes this home, it will be rising. Also, one more thing. Don't ever rip your dough. Because, look, you see how this is a dough cutter? You see how nicely? Do you see that? Right. But if I rip it. So, uh, okay. So, so, so what do we do? What do we use, use a dough? This or a serrated knife. Okay, serrated knife, um, bench scraper, bench scraper available. Uh, kitchen caboodles. You can follow them on Instagram. DM them. Um, they'll mail them. <laughs> they don't have a website. They don't have a website, but you can call them and they'll mail they're it to amazing. you. Ask for the Naomi Elberg bench scraper. <laughs> they'll know, they will know what you mean because people buy, call the up Naomi and ask grill. the Naomi Nachman grill. They're so. out of stock. I know. Yeah, just letting you know. But <laughs> they asked for it. I was like, come on, check another out of it. Yeah, yeah. I, so. I hope they get any more. Yeah, they have everything on back order. Suzanne, I need uh, it's not in stock. Yeah, Suzanne, thank no, God. Let's... Because thank God they sell out, which is good stuff. All right, guys. I cannot believe an hour. Didn't that just go like that? It did. That was super fast. I had Susie Fishbein, Seth Walsh on the Emmy Elberg on the show. Oh, my God. Amazing. What a great hour we had. 
Hope you guys will tune in every week to our great show. We have an amazing show coming up next week, so stay tuned. We have Beth Warren in the house. Uh, we will have um, Jacqueline Elbaz and the team from Stuff, husband and wife team, the double duo Flashics will be joining us oh, as well yay. next week. So uh, have a great Shabbos. Music is sponsored by our friends at Kedem. With, um, music is sponsored by our friends at Kedem. Up until the I said that right, guys. Wishing you all a Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat shalom.